Hello and welcome to this week's Super Eats podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty and joining me this evening is our regular pundit, Cork's very finest, Sean O'Gohalpine. And we are delighted to have Russ Commons and the Smith on this evening as our guests. So welcome, guys. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm going to keep the two of you as well apart, though. Russ Common got their win in the Super Eights against Cork. So, you know, Sean O'G, be nice to uh, be nice and gentle now to end uh, end up. Uh, You've had some good years in a Roscommon jersey, but I'd say this year when you got to captain them to a, a Connacht title, that must have been one of the best, was it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose it definitely was, Denise. Well, it was nice to, to win a Connacht title, and it was very nice two years ago to win it. And the first one was, yeah, like you said there, um, both doing it as captain and on the manner in the way we did it as well, and going away to be able to go away to go all the way. And, and, and beating, beating this, I suppose, the two, uh, two big teams in Connacht were very nice. Um, anything you do that is brilliant and yeah a captain as well makes it a bit more special than the cup so yeah I know a good year and in terms of that like, yeah, I suppose it's a bit disappointed where it's still mm. too brave you know too disappointed to beat but um, you know plenty learned and plenty to build up for next year that's the thing about it though um, that game against Cork everyone kind of called it uh, a damn squib but it was a great game of football and you know you finally got that result down there yeah I suppose it was kind of two teams and he's had nothing to play mm. for, so it was just a matter of uh, kind of two teams kind of, I suppose, no pressure to go out and just play ball, and I suppose it'd be probably renowned as two footballing teams No disrespect to Roscommon and Cork, but that game would have been ideal for the very first game because it would have given either team, whoever came out with the win, would have given them a lift for the rest of the Super 8 games. Yeah, absolutely, Denise, great point. If, if, if that had been kind of the first ones to be with what no one would have had it happen with either team after that, with, with the point in the bag after that. And maybe it's just the way the cookie comes, mm. that the fixtures and they're, you know, they're made in advance. Certainly, if you could get your first win kind of underneath your belt, you're only with points on the board, it probably takes a bit less, uh, less pressure on you. And mistake me if I'm wrong, in your second game against Dublin, Knowing that by and large, they're a superhuman effort to beat the Dubs. That was probably one game that most teams in the group were going to just take it as a right half you know, and, then, and, then, and then try and get a point from the other round. So, and then there was very little in that game between yourselves and Tyrone. You know, like, I, I, I suppose that was the game probably you'd look back on. And I think it was seven, 17 points to 13 or 14. Yeah, but the point that I'm trying to make is like, if, if you could get a great start and get valuable points on the board, do you know what I mean and what you call it um, it could create confidence like you know going into your second round game in order game it just takes pressure off you like you know and what it meant was the Dublin game was nearly like their that was your that was your championship year on the line really to okay. Dublin with three 
if other countries were in that same boat, not because it was just what's coming, other countries would have been in that same boat facing Dublin. It's always a good way to finish off of the year on some bit of a positive note, which was common did. Focus now on the winter with the league starting earlier, like after Christmas. I, I, I just find the winter is not as long as it used to yeah. for the J players. How are you finding it, Andy, yourself now? You know, last year was the first year we had uh, the, the pre-season tournament starting early. How are you kind of finding the football now that there's changes in the league seasons? Anthony Cunningham you look at his CV some manager like he led Galway to the Leinster Hurling title then Roscommon this year to the Connacht football title he managed St Bridget's in Roscommon to the Connacht title and then Gary Castlefrom was meet to an All-Ireland club title you know, you know were, were you delighted to have someone of that pedigree coming in to take over you? Yeah I was Um, did Anthony pick it or was it the players or how do you go about deciding that in Miss Common? Yeah, it wasn't just, well, there wasn't any kind of big announcement mm. or you know, it wasn't, it was before that, like I mentioned earlier, in the game, mm. I go, he just said, 
Yeah, you, Smith. Yeah, I just thought it was just for that game, you know, I didn't really... Yeah. Uh, the next week, played Galway in the APD final and, you know, said the same thing and it just kind of, kind of came again and then that I was kind of, you know, <laughs> like it yeah. didn't end to me, so I just kind of, I just took the ball and ran out first. So, yeah, it didn't, uh, just kind of, kind of came as a given after that, so, um, no, it, it, that was nice. And yeah. Like, like I said earlier, it's a lovely honour. Yeah. Um, but um, well, there was nothing. Just kind of that was the way I done it. Now it wasn't uh, didn't make didn't it wasn't announced really in front of the team. Rent it just kind of done from that and uh, went on from there. Then. Yeah, because we spoke last weekend, Sean Og, about you going up the steps of the Hogan and, and Captain of Cork to an All-Ireland title. You know, to put on your club jersey is fantastic, but then to go out and represent your club by putting on your county jersey and then captain it, you know, it's fantastic, Sean Og. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and it joins a very unique band of West Common generally players. Like, not many Rossies have captain. Mm. I can say that they captain the um the, the West Common senior side, so he's in that special group. Um, uh, yeah, I love to get in the thoughts in it. Um, uh, I know some people don't like that burden on him. Some of the people revel in it. Oh, captain in 99 was Mark Landers. Kind of, he wouldn't talk to the boss here, but Jesus, he was a great captain. <laughs> I know, I'm laughing at your sarcasm there. But the point that I'm trying to make was he's real, what you call it, he's real value as a captain mm. in the dress room and getting us all right up and kind of, and he had, a, he had a magic day with words that just kind of, um, just getting us psyched up and we go through a brick wall, right? Then we had other captains like Ben O'Connor who wouldn't say boo. I was going to say Ben, very quiet, yeah. Uh, very quiet chat, yeah. Then you probably came across him when you were working in court, like, you know, calling the games down here. Um, very quiet, unassuming guy, but spoke volumes in the pitch, you know. And the, the year that I was captain, I'd be like, I was looking back then, and uh, the system is gone now, but like, um, it was the, it's the county. Yeah. Club champion got the That's to have a Longford, yeah. So when I was captain in 05, we had won the club championship the year before, so the club nominated me. My style of captaincy was very much, like, say very little, unless unless I felt it was an important... Like, That's not like you. ...point to be made, but I, I said very little, tried to just for like, like, leave from the pain on the pitch. Um, uh, the three lucky things, like, bear in mind, I, I, I captained the team that I'd gone through... Whoa, um, three all Ireland campaigns before a lot of them were extremely mm. experienced guys, do you know what I mean? Like, and uh, so, and uh, it's just like that I was talking to my peers, really. I can't see in there, did you, um, yeah. uh, like, because I know different people have different styles, and yeah, you see that added, added pressure on you, or you just revel in it and you love it, and kind of, um, I, no, I, I definitely didn't feel any added pressure, um, definitely not, no, I, 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 I definitely enjoy it but it has been captain of a minor team where I've come before and I've captain a few different teams you know so I've had other experiences before but um, yeah, the senior level is obviously a bit different and like like you said there you're bang on the different styles of captaincy I've had lads who'll be banging doors down for you other lads who are very I suppose doing on the pitch and kind of wouldn't say too much. I suppose I'd be kind of in that mode. I suppose if you ask any of the lads, they'd, they'd probably say that that I'd be more of a, I suppose, quite quietly spoken fellow. I'd like to do it more so on the pitch. But if it were had to be said that I'd say it, I definitely wouldn't be one for kind of smashing tables and uh, you know running yeah. the door. Like you wouldn't give a party esque speech.
speech, you know, beforehand, no. No, I don't think that wouldn't be my style now at all. It'd be, yeah. I'd, I'd obviously say a few words, but it'd be more so very uh, clear and kind of goal-driven to the point. It wouldn't be... Yeah. Uh, I try and, try and keep them short and sweet. Um, and uh, I suppose just have a few words with lads individually then, more so than um, kind of as a collective group, I suppose. But uh, like you said, like Sean Oak said there, so trying, like at some point you can talk all you want, but like you have to be doing it on the pitch then, really where it matters. So. Back in 2017, when Roscommon won their last title, AIB made a documentary about your journey that year. You were very honest in it, and you spoke about your brother, Kean and um, his battle of cancer and I think just things like that and, uh, um, and other situations they give you a different perspective on life and also they give you a different perspective on football Yeah, I had to do of course Denise, yeah, so that that time, yeah, so it was actually was spiritual man, I was in camp and that was Kevin today was our manager Yeah, 
you know, so it was a bit of an eye opener. So I think it resonated. And, you know, then, like you said, everyone has their own kind of thing. You see, they were silly, McMahon, and a few other lads. Everyone has their own kind of personal thing. So it's, uh, when it's kind of, like you said, everyone kind of draws on something. Yeah, and the thing about it is, and I spoke about it so many times, and where I'm from, um, in Longford Granor, we've had our own, um, disappointments, but also, um, you know, our own tragedies. And the GA, just as a family, I think, and as I said, when in times of trouble, you know, and you probably found it yourself, and when Keon was sick, how the GA just rally around. Yeah, big time, yeah, we're, you know, I'm here in this family, and, uh, yeah, really tight knit community here, and yeah, it was brilliant. I remember at the time, it was, I'd have been about, about 13 at the time, mm. I remember it very well. Just the whole I remember there was a marathon from one night to night before the operation, and like, the whole the massive pack, like Christmas morning, mm. uh, it was just like kind of lots of people there, and uh, it was brilliant. Just really massive support, especially from my dad, um, and myself and my, my, my other two brothers. Um, it was good support most of the time. We were, we were quite young and my dad was in a Dublin a lot, so we were home a lot. You know, we always had people kind of looking out for us at the time and making sure that we were okay just assuring my dad that they were away in Dublin. So, um, yeah, it's brilliant to do, it's brilliant to do. Like you said, tragedies kind of happen. Yeah. So, you know, you can walk a weekend there. Uh, my fella uh, passed away on a J1, which was shocking. Yeah, Kieran, so, yeah. You know, but it's his mother is actually from Brannard who was involved in the local club in Clungish and Longford yeah. so like we were just saying that this weekend with matches and it, yeah you get disappointed but it doesn't mean anything in some ways because you know there's something else that kind of will bring you back down to earth and I'm sure that yeah one of your other brothers Donny uh, involved in the county team with you Sean Oak himself and we'll talk about that in a minute Sean Oak you obviously with Satanta as well as captaining your side this year playing alongside Donny and having Donny playing in the county with you that must be something else yeah it's brilliant it is no, I, I don't yeah, it's brilliant having there we've been with each other now for for quite a long time now 2010 I think I two of us played that. I love the way you say a long time and you're still only a baby really oh yeah I know I know I've been happy but the body I've given up for years but uh talk football at home would you I would yeah, yeah. definitely yeah it'd definitely be a topic of conversation yeah. between yourself it's hard to avoid it yeah exactly yeah. it's always so, always there so uh, yeah, yeah no, we would talk plenty of us um, and obviously I would have a downtime but stuff mm. would always be but I would pop up somewhere it's like the weather isn't it it is yeah it just pops up just, you don't want to talk about it but it just comes up yeah Yeah, and also, like you said, it was good having them there. Yeah. Good understanding and uh, 
kind of understand and build up from here playing with each other. You had a chance to play alongside Satant as well, Sean Oak. To be there playing for your county, but also have your brother beside you. Oh, yeah, it's like extra special. And I concur with everything as Emma said there. You know, he's a relationship with Tony, and the two of them, like, kind of came with me to the country thing. Um, uh, funny enough, my. my, 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 my one of my regrets is not having a long kind of yeah inter-county uh, inter-county career the Satanta because um, I'm six years older and then I only played two seasons before he went to Australia you know those two years felt like they were long lived and, and it's funny because my personality his personality is like the North Pole and the South Pole I was very um probably insular deep a bit driven where he was the opposite he was like brash not cocky but arrogant and didn't care do you know what I mean mm. so, so his grand sitting in the car like in a <laughs> two personalities perspective going to a game and she's ending spot on kind of obviously when you play games right kind of Sure, everyone will have an opinion, right? And then basically, should the media will have their own, you know, pound of flesh and they'll give their opinion. But the only one that I really valued was driving back in the car, you hop off the team bus at the hotel. He was driving, he was, and you drive in the car and you just lay it out. Say, Tanta, how do you think I did, worse or not? And he'd give it to between you. Yeah. And then it was, it was the only advice that I really took, and vice versa for him. Do you know what I mean? Kind of, again, so, uh, okay, maybe, like, obviously the manager, if the Irish manager give you feedback, you, 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 you take that on board. But outside of the manager, your brother was probably the most, probably the most honest uh, feedback to learning kind of that you can get um, which I found great and um, I mean it's a shared dream really uh, really playing at the country because they see I mean you're living in the same household you go to you're supporting Cork do you know what I mean and young fellas you go on and then they see what you call it you get to play together then kind of living your dream then at that stage um, and uh, and it's brilliant and then to know what kind of you just miss straight after the game was all in the dress room and then basically what you call it just sitting down at your brother after a victory and just shooting the breeze and very you know Enda as well as your county you had a chance to be called in to represent your country great achievement yeah. Yeah, I could have done it, please. Um, yeah, I suppose back in 2015, I was called in and I made the, the panel. I didn't, I made the, the, what's the panel? Not the, didn't make the ball. I was on the, I made the sub panel. Mm. Yes, I know I got injured. So, back in 2017 again, the trip was in Australia and I made the panel that day, or that year. So that was, that was great, you know. Um, but that many lads from Scotland have made it. That's it. Colin Craig, Colin Craig was on it. Um, Shawnee McDermott and then you had to go back quite a number of years then to see someone make it so it was nice it was brilliant you know we went to Australia for three weeks and now unfortunately for myself I uh, ended up with a tough time down there I actually ended up getting sick at two of us down there and I was I got myself uh, and I were, in, were part of it and uh, I actually ended up missing the first test which is a bit of a disappointment but uh, I, 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 I talked out the second test and got some game time and you know it was nice it was, it was important you know when you're travelling that distance to make sure you on the pitch, so I was happy in that sense. But yeah, a huge honour and loved every bit of it. I, I enjoyed the game. 
watching it and uh, you know, have a chance to play against, kind of pitch yourself against the professionals, the Aussies, um, to, to do that, and uh, playing alongside them, the best, some of the best footballers in the country as well in Ireland, and a super and a great experience, and to learn off them. And the thing about it is, you probably didn't realise that, that the people of Roscommon were so proud of you, because I know when Michael Quinn was involved in Longford and then obviously with Paul Barden and all to have someone from your county you know playing for Ireland and being you know capped by Ireland it, it is wonderful because you don't really get that really in the soccer unless you've got a, a talented extremely talented guy to go on and play lads the field to play one week to go until the All-Ireland Senior Football Final and uh, Dublin going for five in a row they're facing their great rivals Kerry now Kerry were denied a five in a row back in 1982 by Offaly led by a long for uh, Lord of Mercy on Eugene McGee can the Kingdom stop the dubs? Yeah if any team can maybe Maybe, mm. uh, maybe, yeah, uh, definitely is probably the best chance yeah. to, to beat them, the best team, but there's only time for someone to want to test it, people asking, you know, the game gets closer, people just looking, you know, tickets and everything, you know, you hear different people, and you always get, you always get a phone call about it, and uh, it kind of comes up to a conversation, but, um, both times will have been quite, we've played Dublin twice this year in the League of Championship, and Kerry a couple times this year as well, Um Yeah, Sean, you look at their starting 15 and then you look at who they can bring on. Like, nearly every player can match the player that's playing, maybe bar no disrespect to come afford um, looking at Cluxon, but nearly everyone else is fighting for the position on the field to play. Uh, Kerry just don't have strength and depth. No, no, no. Um, that's probably one of the glaring differences. Do you know what I mean? Kind of the other differences between the two teams and panels. And um, uh, Kerry don't have the same quality or artillery. Do you know, compared yeah. to the Dubs bench. I'd imagine the biggest competition I'd say for the last two weeks is trying to make the, the you know from from sixteen or maybe when come for is probably a showing as the so keeper yeah. Number seventeen to is it twenty six that you can carry? Um, yeah. 
20, so 17 to 20, I'd imagine like there was fellas like tearing jerseys off each other like in the A versus B game, do you know what I mean, just to be... To look at Bernard Brogan the last day. Um, yeah, and like, and it's one of the wonderful meetings, how Jim Gavin, like I've been involved with teams and you have subs like that are not making it. They're disgruntled, they're unhappy, they're pissed off, they're, and, then, and then when they come on, more times than not, the body language is too Yes. And they don't offer energy. But Jesus, Dublin fellas are only too delighted. Yeah. And then being brought on, and then basically, what you call it, make a telling contribution. And that for me has been the hallmark of Jim Gavin's management on top of other things, but just to keep. Just to keep kind of okay, the 26 that make a match day plus the probably other four or five that don't make it, keep them on edge, do you know what I mean, and get them playing to their peak and best ability like every game. It's, it's astonishing, really. Do you know, I, I don't know how he does it, but like, in fairness, it's like in and it has summed it up in a nutshell, like, you know, kind of like on the face of it. It's like very hard to see beyond yeah. it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is like, you know, yeah. um, uh, and I, and anyone that I've been talking to the last couple of days, I just like throwing out the question. It was like coming up to the hurling fund, who's the fancy, like, and not one person, like. Yeah, because the, yeah, the hurling people were kind of hemming about maybe Kilkenny could do it, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like there was, um, uh, like feedback in the hurling decider was do you know what I mean it was mixed like but there's no mix there's no like there's no mixed feedback coming like leading it to this final from there like you know it's just Dublin all the way and then and then and then I think this all Ireland is mass about Dublin it's what Kerry can yep Bring. It's what it's what Terry can kind of the, 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 uh, it's what challenge they can bring. Next yeah, to me, you know? yeah. And it's like, like it, it, it's like, look, for me, it just it, it, it's like a world title boxing fight. You're the champion, unless the challenger brings it to the champion. Do you know what I mean? And if it goes to full twelve rounds, well, the judges are still going to give it to the champion, like. Yeah. You know what I mean, the, the champion is going to have to come up with something different, take it to him. Um, that's what Kerry needs to do. Um, Tyrone have had a crack off him for the last two years. Mayo have had a crack off him for the and probably. It'd, it'd be interesting to see what Kerry probably did one of the last few things that in people's mind that might could yeah. be what kind of strategies they can come up with now. And the last time these two sides actually met in a final was 2015. Kerry were then champions. Dublin t- dethroned them and that was the start of their dominance. So when you look at games over the last couple of years and obviously Sean Ong mentioned the two teams, you know, Mio came so, so close but yet so far um, Tyrone just couldn't get at them. Even this year we thought, you know, there's going to be something and Mio, as you said, in the second half they just were able to up their game. And then the hallmark of the Dublin team, you know, they don't panic. No. Situation no. Put up against, you know, like, you know, I've had them probably in two or three fights. Yeah. Had them really up to the pin of their collar and it's just absolutely no panic. So many, like I mentioned earlier, go-to men that just, um, you know, they stick to what they've been taught. They don't deviate from the plan. They, they really, really kind of stick to what they've been coached. And the same thing is if they don't panic, they get, they get the ball to the best man. Majority of the time, they don't take any crazy shots, 
and uh, you know, just slowly grind up when, when they're in that position, when they're, when they're looking like they might be bad, they just slowly grind it down, they could be two down, and then for three or four minutes, they're a point up, you know, and it just happens with the Dublin team that they're just relentless when they get that then, they, they really put the foot down, when they get a sniff of blood then, they really put the foot down, and um, it's been, I suppose, like, if you look at me all, and the Dublin last year, I sort of, especially in the 17 point, especially everyone being out of them, they're like a cat with a mouse aren't they yeah they do they're just whatever they I think the whole thing is not panicking yeah all the time when they get in a situation that there's someone might give a ball away someone might go down a blind alley and get kind of caught up with two or three mm. men you never seen seen that with Dublin you, you really see them turned over by someone over carrying you really see them turned over by someone executing skills wrong they're always 100% on their skills they're always the majority make, the majority of the time make the right decision it's just um, I suppose I'm out of within that position all the times and they're useless and they've like, like you said they've conquered yeah, because Sean, normally a manager or a management team will look at the opposition and think, you know, maybe there we push up in the kickouts, or if we do this or do that certain strategy, we might be able to punish them. But is there a weak spot to this Dublin team? Uh, in one word, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, uh, in one word, no. Um, not a real value with the Dublin team, Denise, kind of is. On any given day, can, um, they're not really reliant on any one person or two, do you know what I mean? Like, different fellas and put up their hand and say, yeah, today's mine, mm. go, I'll, I'll go, and then they see what you call it. Or the fellas mightn't be on top of their game, but they still make a telling contribution. Then another day, some other fella might put up his hand, and then now's my time, like, to go. So, where for me, if David Kifford doesn't perform, and Stephen O'Brien, can I, like, if they're kept quiet, the or Tommy Walsh, yeah. Read them all. Right, so talking about the thing, right? But and is uh, and is a musician. He, he's 
get a hitman or a sniper to take him out Oh, yeah, absolutely. They need to put work yeah. into this land. They need to, like, they, they need to disrupt them in whatever way, do you know what I mean? Like, whether it's, like, like obviously, try and do it within the rules, but they need <laughs> to, whether, whether they get three different fellas to tag him at three different stages, you know what I'm saying? Look, you have a 10 minute spell off him, take a breather, I go and have a 10 minute spell because basically, like, um, like for me, he's, he's the modern Jack O'Shea. Yeah. Yeah, and do you play it against him, yeah? Yeah. It's really that third quarter as well that he really kicks into mm. gear. Uh, really just opens up. And I know what Kerry, Kerry has done quite, actually, one team has done quite well in them recently. They've managed to, they've always put Jack Barry on him, and Jack Barry is quite athletic in the middle. And now Jack has been injured, though, for most of the season. He came on, I think, in the, in the, the semi for a bit, for about maybe 10 minutes at the end, but... Jack normally makes Brian Clinton and Jack's a very good athlete he's able to stick with him but I don't know if he's going to play the next day now and you have Agent Splander in the middle who's a good player as well but I don't know whether he'll be able to stick with Clinton for the just for the 75 plus minutes so is it a case of do you put Splander on him for 50 minutes max and then you bring Jack Berrien Jack Berrien yeah on him. It's, it's hard to know but um, yeah Clinton is just a machine he really is yeah, yeah. And the worrying thing is for supporters and a lot of neutrals, are we going to see Dublin the way they've done the last couple of games? It's, it's going to be, hopefully, Kerry can put up the, to them and it won't be a cakewalk. No question, Denise. Yeah. Uh, it's just hard to see. Like, like Sean mentioned it earlier, up with that, all be as strong as other teams. You know, they do tend to play man And Sean Og, they can change their game, which is when you have those players though at your disposal and you have a man like Jim Gavin over you, their style of play, they can change it up so many different ways. The worrying thing though as well, not just with the, the scoreline, Dublin, if they do go five in a row, you then you're expecting them to do a six or a seven. Um, if, if they do win the five, which I think they will... Um uh, they probably still have the personnel yeah. to kind of back it up for another year or two. I don't, I, you're like, uh, I'm not buying into, you know, kind of eight, nine, ten, kind of, I, I, 
I think I think players are like kind of in the end of the day they like to appreciate the appreciating actors. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, your day will come to an end someday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then and then what gives me huge belief in that kind of thought is the Kilkenny Holland team from ten years ago. Do you know what I mean? When the women and all around them, people thought like that they were going to be like Peter Pan, and then overnight Henry Sheffield retires, Tommy Walsh retires, JD Delaney like is that the same player he once was, and um and then you you find that um that people that people want to talk that they're so bent do you know what I mean was uh, unbelievably strong turns out that they're not do you know what I mean and and then being clear the once in a lifetime generation that just comes all at once I think I think there's an element to that in Dublin do you know what I mean kind of um, uh, but I I, I, and the question is not so much Dublin, but uh, 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 the competition. But the other, you know, how close are they getting to the? Um, how close are they chasing? Do you know what I mean? To the um, um, to Dublin. Uh, having said that, though, like from a competition point of view, Dublin need to be beaten. Yeah, I think the, the amazing thing about Dublin is they actually don't have competition. Where yourself, you had to beat Mayo and you had to beat Galway in order to win your Connacht title. Whereas Dublin don't really have to do anything; they just show up. Yeah, I suppose Dublin. That's what eight or nine chances in a row now, and they, I suppose they can tailor their training really keep kind of come all the time. Yeah, they've done in years on, and suppose they've been using the Leinster Championship. Um, we blood a few more lads in, you know, you, you see kind of more lads playing in Leinster and then you don't, younger lads and you don't see them at all then come to business and the championship, so, yeah, it's just, the, I think it's just the way it's gone and Leinster, you know, Dublin are just gone so far ahead of, so far ahead of every team, um, you know, it's tough, very hard to, to beat them in Co Park, um, but, you know, if you get them out of there maybe once or twice a year, um, you know, remains to be seen, it might be a, a stiffer test, but, uh, to beat them is just a, it's just a huge ask for any team at the moment, especially in Coe Park, and uh, they don't see uh, their dominance in Leinster ending anytime soon. No, uh, Sean Og, as well as next Sunday's senior final, we also have uh, the minor final beforehand. It's nice to see a different pairing. We have Galway and we have Cork in the final. Galway actually defeated Kerry. Um, and they made the final last year go in were were beaten by, by Kerry in that final so um, Cork team I was talking to James Master the other day he's involved with Cork they have a good Cork team but they know that they're going to be come up, coming up against a very good Galway side especially after the 20 results last night <laughs> I didn't want to mention that uh, uh, please don't. Um, I, 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 I'm still crying over it. But like with the hurling, with the hurling year has just been a complete disaster. And the flip side, like the football year by now, mm. has been a huge positive yeah. for you know, um, Cork followers down here. So you've the uh, what you call it, you've the under twenties who won, who won a great campaign, right? Beating Dublin in the final after the year, kind of with the Cork footballer, he motored down to Division Three. Kind of most people were giving them an after war. What you call it? Could have, could have beaten Kerry in the Munster final. Yeah. Grand. I know they didn't win any game in the Super Eights, but I think the brand of football they were playing gave a lot of you know kind of huge confidence that there's maybe something here. You know, we need to work with. And then you have the minors then in the final. So um, uh, and it's only a good thing to have the minors in the twenty doing well because they see what you call it that 
that's like the conveyor belt earmark yeah. for me, like kind of for senior in a couple of years' time. So, um, uh, funny enough, they, yeah, they were beating my carry, beating, beating my carry well. Um, and then once the final kind of rebounded, uh, beat Tyrone, beat Mayo in the semi final, and they were up against Galway. And uh, Galway last couple of years have come up a good yeah. Teams like well, hurling and football, they're after winning three in the uh, three in the trash and hurling. Yeah. Um, and then and then Galway kind of for some great reason for them. Whenever they get the core park, they have a good record. Like the fact even says when they get the core park and the car could be up against. Uh, having said that, though, um, I know what you call it. Uh, we've a couple of smashing young from the fella Connor Corbett, who's a. Uh, Smashing young player from what you call it, Mon Abbey there played over, so um and another couple of other guys from West Cork, so um but it's like anything that like Denise Miners is very unpredictable. You see minor team there to win a great semi final and then they see they get to the final and the, the, the occasion grips and then and if you get out of if you get about the game you know and everyone thinks because you play minor it might actually help you when you to make the breakthrough with senior but there's a, a huge step up you know you're kind of lucky maybe in Roscommon you know you, you had good underage success and you're able to come through but um, as a young lad you know minor playing for your county on a big stage it depends on how you take the occasion of course yeah, yeah. back in 2011 now where he'd be up in the semi-final hmm. in, in the minor they went on to beat Dublin then the final but yeah it was a fancy Dublin side as well yeah it was a great Dublin side um, but yeah it's, like, it's a different it's a ball game minor and senior and I know you're saying there we were, we were quite successful underage we won a few kind of titles at minor 21 but step up the senior like people yeah. thought it would happen automatically yeah. it doesn't happen like that it takes three or four years of really developing your body then you get into mm. the pitch of senior football all that takes time and all the time John Evans took over seniors back in 2013 and he brought me in that year my year after minor but then 2014-15 is when he really brought in a lot of brought in a lot of young lads then all together and that was good at the time like people automatically thought then that we started winning but, but like I said it doesn't happen like that but at the time we all really kind of stuck at it and really kind of got and it got us to, to understand what it really takes but um, you know another county that might just take um, that bit longer especially the bigger counties because they were yeah, you look at Dublin, yeah. And the smaller counties are kind of thrown into it straight away because the team probably needs a few more. We've done the same in Longford, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah same as Longford, but Dublin, Cork, even people Dublin, you know, you're Sean Bull, Sean Bulger there, come on, it's great. You'd probably be on any county team or definitely panel in the country, but you know, you're Look at Kieran Archer. Yeah, Kieran Archer as well. Because now, you see Sean Bulger next year and you have a three stone on him. <laughs> I was going to say that did you do a Conor Callan? no you were just the same kind of you know you just bulked up a little bit whereas Conor Callan was this skinny little white ass boy and then all of a sudden oh my gosh yeah I used to tell you I was totally transformed yeah. the last two years definitely um, I suppose it's just incredible what he's done you know he's really really got himself into unbelievable unbelievable shape and he looked like he's gone from a boy really to a man yeah in that time and he looks like a guy that will just kind of dominate senior football for the next 10, 12 years if he wants that, that good. So uh, next Sunday are you supporting your Connacht neighbours? And I always I think that the majority of minor finals are nearly better than the senior finals. Yeah, it's just, it's just open football. Yeah. Like, like, mm. Going out just 
15 on 15 having a really good go at it and um, yeah they're very like all underage games in general they're just you know kind of let off the leash and just let go play football there's no there is tactics to a degree but I think they go out the window fairly quick and um, it's really just off the cuff stuff and you really see a lot of good kind of individual scores and kind of skills being taken where the, the senior football has probably gone a bit more rigid and it takes about 20-25 minutes teams are trying to sort each other out figure each other out almost like a chess game and uh, whereas the uh, underage football yeah you'll, like, it'll be free-flowing and Galway and Cork who are two traditionally really good footballing teams this Galway minor team actually are very strong yeah know, minor finals Mayo but um, they've really bounced back well yeah because the two teams lost their um, provincial final yeah. yeah yeah they have, they have you rarely see that in minor yeah um, the two teams kind of making a final but no, um, that kind of final with Mayo was a cracker by all accounts is Mayo beat them by a point in extra time but uh, no this goal routine where earmarks from early on to be the mm. real deal now so I know Cork Cork would be strong too there's like, they've, a good vibe in the county with the 20s winning as well so no one promises to be a good game I'll definitely try and get into that before the game and kind uh, of see suss out the new talent around you should be a politician, you know. Eugene Murphy step aside, and the Smiths coming forward. You mentioned John Evans. Um, there's something infectious about that man. What was he like as a manager? Yeah, I had John as a that was a funny man. You know, he's a real. Uh, he would have been probably an, an old school type manager. Yeah. You know, you carry, Sean, you'd know to carry you carry man down there. You know, love to talk, bendy old. Oh yeah. The Clark men do the same. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, we've uh, yeah, it was brilliant for us. Like I like I can't personally anyway thank him enough. He only brought me in as uh, nineteen year old, just out of minor, and um, brought me in and like you know really wasn't afraid to kind of play me and use me in games and really gave me that kind of springboard and confidence to step up. And you know he was good for us. You know we went from Division Three team to Division One team under the steward uh, stewardship. Um, he brought in a lot of the young fellas got us kind of into the mix very early and all championship performances were a bit disappointing and kind of the way he finished up with us in 2015 was, was quite uh, was quite difficult he lost to Fermanagh Fermanagh after being kind of dominating the game for yeah. the period but um, you know that's the way it happened but no I'd, I'd still be in contact with John and like after big games at the current final this year a couple of years ago he'd be always on the phone oh. congratulating yeah so you know he's um He's either he's John the top man and a lot of good time for him now. And when we're um, when we're United, has a manager um, with a Ron Atkinson before he came in. Oh and yes, with that uh, with United, yeah. Every uh, any time I see or hear of John, I like just Ron Atkinson comes in and just like, minus the jewellery. Like now, yeah, <laughs> now he's a nice character, like yeah, yeah, very much like only. Glass always half full rather than half yes. Full. You know, he just uh, and I don't know him that well, and like, but he just comes across as like kind of you know, just like very passionate about the game and kind of extremely, extremely passionate and loses positivity and you know really looks at the game. I get that last of the extra of the last, you know, really looks for the best and really, you know, he like the Rashamans really warms the Rashamans supporters and they warm him, you know, so there's a good relationship there for a few years and like I said, disappointing how it finished for him, but you know, he did a lot of good things for Rashamans and really got us up competing and, you know, we won a Division 3 and 2 titles under him and got us to Division 1 where he's been kind of up and down the last few years, but yeah, under John's stewardship and coaching, he really 
What for Enda Smith now in the next couple of months? Um, are you able to take a break or have you taken a break? Because obviously you've had county and club football and when do you go back in with the county? Yeah, so I suppose we're, we're back into in the middle of club championship at the moment. Yeah. Last night. Um, last week we played last night so we, we, we won one, we lost one in the club championship so we're, we're actually qualified for, for the final now. Um, barring some crazy results, but I think we're we're uh, as close as we can to get to a quarter final. Oh well. Done. So look, that that goes on to hoping like a county final in the middle of October. So you're obviously you're hoping to get to a county final, but if you don't, and you're finished up wherever, whenever, maybe the end of September, and you might have a few weeks there to play with that you're kind of off. But you're always playing, like I said earlier, you're always kind of tipping away. Last week was in good shape. I do other things, but you're always playing. Like you're always at the gym. Yeah. And go back playing soccer during the winter. Uh, some of that take up with other sports. It might necessarily be game football. It might be something just to keep them active and kind of get away from football altogether. But um, yeah, we we'll, we we'll get back probably on the pitch at the mid to late November, kind of similar to last year, and, and it all starts up again as quick as it finishes nearly. But uh, yeah, no, the break is nice. It's important to have a few weeks off and kind it of recharge the battery, but. You're still um, as a footballer. You're mad to get back into it again, and, and you look forward to going back training and kind of getting in with the lads again when it comes around. Yeah, even as a supporter. Um, and by the way, yourself and as a family, you uh, won an award this year as well. Oh, the O'Halpies don't have that. Absolutely <laughs> okay. not. Jesus, congratulations! Well done. Thanks. Oh yeah, nice one. Yeah, I suppose uh, won the family J award given out from the J president. Which is oh, you know, huge. It's a huge honour, yeah. 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 Um, especially, especially it's great for mum and dad. I, I was saying on the night, um, you know, myself and my brothers, we've done the easy part. We've played the football, you know, and the easy part the last ten years where they've been involved in um, the, the club for years, uh, whether it be admin, secretaries, chairman, treasurers. They've been doing all them jobs, making tea, you know, for years, bringing us the games. Yeah. So they've really done all well, that kind of hard, hard work that goes unnoticed. Whereas. Uh, We've just been playing on the pitch so far, which is always kind of the, the, the nicer, the more glamorous part of it. But um, yeah, it was a great night, great night in Dublin, and a really good night in the club. We had about 15 people um, up from the club as well there to support us on the night, and we had a great night in Dublin, and uh, yeah, great to get, but um, really, oh, really nice to so that's what two awards now. So uh, Boyle, Roscommon, and then you hope now a bit of a silverware with Boyle and the senior. Yeah. Off the fence, who do you think could win, Roscommon? Roscommon. Um, I think Cork here is actually wide open this year. You know, St. Bridges was traditionally within. Yeah. They're in a bit of transition at the moment. Now they're still quite strong, but they're. Um, they're actually struggling together. Their group actually at the moment they've lost in their first two games. They've lost and they've drawn, so they're in a bit. They need to win their next game uh, and they've a tough game mm. themselves. So at the moment, I think Port Pierce will be better with Port Pierce as they have their five county lads. It's three ladies there and David Murray and Hubert Archie and Busy Yeah, they're very strong and they've most of other lads who played county at some sort of level between minor, senior, and twenty one. So um, at the moment, I think Pierce. Probably looking at the strongest team there. Um, they're going to be a nice stop. I'd be surprised now if they can stop them. Maybe with some games, some games we're there, there, but I was a betting man now. He's hard here since the championship. 
Yeah, you mentioned about championships being wide open and like this evening in Longford, uh, Mullignocta were knocked out, got a new, new Longford yeah. champions and new Leinster champions. So it kind of gives other teams a bit of a lift. And Listen, and uh, thank you so much. We'll be keeping an eye on Boyle because you still have your championship. And um, obviously, because you're in Connacht and in Division 2, we can keep an eye uh, on yourself yeah. for Roscommon. Thanks so much for joining us. Sean Oak, we'll be chatting to you next Sunday, talking about the All-Ireland final and, and hope Hopefully we will have two good games of football, nothing controversial, and uh, we look forward to that. So, <laughs> well, if you could, can you can you sing can you can you sing an Oscarga? Oh Jesus, I'm gonna sing them all. If you want an Oscarga, I'll give you an I'll give it to him if you want. Well, right, yeah. First couple of lines, we'll get you to sing Oscarga.